first of all, the Georgia Association of Women in Public Safety. Uh, who are you folks and what do you do? Well, we're a, a group of public safety officials. That's law enforcement, fire, EMS, state investigators across the board. And our fundamental mission is to provide training and networking opportunities across the board because in the end these days when we're responding to a critical incident we are all in and so the more relationships we have with partners across the state the easier it is to reach the end goal safety and keeping people uh, safe and helping them. I don't know if you walk around with these numbers in your head and if you don't that's fine but it occurs to me to wonder in terms of, of people in uniform, uh, the public safety workers in Georgia, that how many there might be and what percentage of those might be women. I, I'm, I'm gathering that women are still very much a minority in law enforcement and firefighting and such in Georgia. Well I do know for fire it's much lower um, and the national statistic and this might be a little aged um, Overall, for law enforcement nationally, it was roughly 11 percent. Mm. Uh, for fire, again, much less. Yeah. So it is definitely a struggle, and organizations, especially the ones that we're involved with, are very proactive in trying to reach out and hire qualified individuals. One of the things that people will point to, and we'll just, we'll just, I'll be blunt, and we'll get to it here. One of the things people will talk about when they're talking about firefighting, law enforcement, police, whatever it is, but they'll point to physical disparities. I'm a guy. Generally speaking, I'm going to be bigger. I'm going to be stronger than, than most women are. People will point right away to those physical disparities. So what's, the, what's the comeback for that? Well, I think women, it might not be toe-to-toe physical equality, but I think mentally we can surpass any expectations. Well, that's not hard. I mean, <laughs> women are smarter than men. We know Ultimately, that. these days, we have to think ahead, act first on what information we have and you know the whole thought process bringing people together um, for a common goal is definitely a part of our mission and so the women can bring many qualities to the table uh, beyond pure strength because ultimately these days uh, you don't want to get into a physical altercation. No. The idea is to avoid that if yes. possible. Yes. Yeah. Again, Lieutenant Courtney Gale, this conference we're talking about, let's focus on this for a moment here. Uh, later this month, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Georgia Center. If I said Classic Center earlier, I misspoke. Going to be at the Georgia Center on the UGA campus. And registration still a thing. People can still get in on this. Public safety officials, absolutely. We have a website. Um, www.gawps.org has our registration link. Um, and we have an incredible lineup of speakers, uh, national retired fire chief. Um, that is through our partnership with the Decatur Fire Department has brought in um, the speaker. And we also have a five-time Olympian who's going to speak because of her community contacts and how she believes in mentoring children. And on the law enforcement side of things, we can speak to that, where if we have this contact with children at a young age, we have the possibility to impact and create that change so that they have a positive outcoming in life. You start young. So it, it's, so it's it's about law enforcement and first responders being proactive instead of reactive. It yes. is, I, I oversimplify, right? I'm a civilian mm-hmm. and I think, okay, a crime happened, police come solve it. Go, go figure out what happened, go arrest the bad guy, get the bad guy separate from the rest of us. I, I see that as a law enforcement job. And it's a huge part of law enforcement, obviously, but the other part, that protecting and serving business, it is, is as you point out, being preemptive when you mm-hmm. can. And more often than not, it's a, uh, you know this, it's a 24-7 job for us. So we are 
working late, we're dealing with families, and it's not just law enforcement. And that's that's the whole point. Firefighters are going to these calls. They're pulling mm-hmm. kids out. They, you know, they respond to our car accidents just as much. Um, state investigators, correctional officers mm-hmm. are dealing with individuals that might be in personal crisis. And we are giving or providing resources for them to lean on and hopefully have those positive outcomes and network contacts if needed. I mean, uh, mentioned the website. Is it, just Google it, but it's the Georgia Association of uh, Women Public Safety. Georgia Association of Women in Public Safety. G A W P S dot O R G. It's a dot org mission statement here. Create avenues that facilitate professional growth through training, education, and mentoring for women in public safety throughout the state of Georgia. I, I hate to even have to go here, but I mean, is there the, this glass ceiling stuff? Is it tougher for women than men? It, you know, it depends. Um, I think that in today's environment, w- there's much more open conversation and the conversations that need to be had. But at times, it, it seems that there are places where it is still a struggle. Mm. And so it is our mission to provide the resources for those people that want to advance and want to grow professionally. That's why we're here. And we have wonderful sponsors that are helping us do this. And that's what we need. We need, of course, like any nonprofit, we're registered registered nonprofit here in the state of Georgia and uh, Piedmont Athens Regional is a staunch supporter of mm. us AT&T FirstNet they have a completely dedicated first responder network so th- these businesses corporate entities are getting involved and understand the importance as well people who we might ha- want to get involved what do they do they can look up on our uh, website we have an email address we'll be more than happy we have very rapid response uh, because we have people checking the email all the time. So it is more than welcome. Um, these women, you know, we are out there. We are raising families. We have children, and we have full-time jobs, full-time plus, mm-hmm. uh, because we work the extra jobs, and we have extra events that we have to cover. So it's because we want to. And so all the support from the community recognizing this is just as important. And this isn't to, to have any negative sight on our male counterparts. We love them, we work with them every day, and they are just as important. Uh, but we want to be heard as well. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm just the guy, right? I mean, somebody broke into my house. I want you to get there, figure out who did it, get my stuff back. I don't care about your gender, about any of that other stuff. My house is on fire. I want you to come put it out. I, I don't care about that other stuff. I, I want a fast response. I want a professional response. And to that extent, uh, some of this stuff, it, it in an ideal world, it probably wouldn't matter. In this world, and we, we don't live in an ideal world to some extent, it probably still does. Again, this uh, this conference, it takes place later this month, 23rd, 24th fourth and 25th at the Georgia Center, University of Georgia Conference Center and Hotel, put together by the Georgia Association of Women in Public Safety, Courtney Gale, Lieutenant Courtney Gale from the University of Georgia Police Department with us for another few minutes. I smile every time I bump into Courtney Gale, which I have occasion to do from time to time. The last time was in the grit or someplace. Uh, I I just remember, and and we'll get into this for a quick moment, move on here, how close we came to you not being here. Uh, and the, the uh, December 2007, if yep. memory serves, uh, you're, you're working. You were talking earlier about uh, you folks in law enforcement, so many of you who take these extra jobs. In your case, that particular fateful evening, uh, working security at the Kroger there on Alps there at Baxter. And, and a, a, 
a mentally deranged person with a knife. I don't mean to get too graphic or recount too much here, but you, you damn near died that night. Uh, but for the grace of God and, and some really heroic people who did some some heroic things, that nurse who, who was uh, right there on the spot and doing the things that were necessary to save your life, uh, you can... You can speak to this as much as anybody when you talk about law enforcement being under assault. And we see it. We see it, sadly, of course, here in Athens, the Buddy Christian situation. The two Henry County police officers shot and wounded just last week responding to a situation that ended so tragically over there. I mean, this is not... This is not a normal job. This is not this is not me talking on the radio. This is not my friend running an insurance office. This is life and death. And I've described it this way. You 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 tell me I'm right or wrong here. This is the way cops tell me. I got friends who are cops. I, I signed up thinking I was gonna be an action hero. I sit around and I fill out paperwork all day. It's boring right up until the minute it's terrifying, is the way one of them put it. And that sounds like a pretty accurate description of what it is you folks do. It's very common. But it's, a, you know, all has to do with your mindset. And why did you get into this job in the first place? Why For me, did you? And when did I you? I wanted to help people back yeah. in 1998 when I graduated from UGA. And so it's a love. It's a passion. Obviously, people, you know, think that there's something wrong with me because I came <laughs> back to it. But yeah. It, yeah. It, I, clearly, I love what I do and I have no intention of leaving. Um, I have victories every day with people that I work with internally and in my community that I work in. So it can be something, a small interaction, helping somebody with a car that's broken down or somebody that's having a crisis in their own life. And we have the training to be the immediate responders and acquire the required uh, resources that can further help a person. And there's so much going on. So In terms of where you are now, let's just say that the night of the attack, you're at 100%. Peak physical readiness, you're 100%. Where are you now all these years later? 100%. Wow. I can't, you know, the Lord has been watching over me. I'm not going to get too religious, but I have, there is a great amount of peace with that, or I wouldn't do it. And I think my mind is in the game, and uh, you have to stay on at all times. I tell this to the officers I work with every day. It might not impact us. But be aware of our surroundings. What's Mm. going on? What can encroach? Yeah, I know. We we out here in the civilian world, we'll use this phrase, the media. Well, it's a routine traffic stop, and every cop bristles at that. And you Mm -hmm. are right now. There's no such thing as a routine anything. No. No interaction. You don't know where that person is that you're interacting with, where they're at, what they're dealing with, and what's their tipping point. I know... Um, and that's part of our class that in this conference is peer support mm-hmm. and an emotional understanding of where you're at. Uh, the, the state of Georgia, Georgia State Patrol and Georgia Bureau of Investigation have an incredible peer support program. I just finished one class. I hope to continue on. But one of the gentlemen that was shot in Henry County was in that class with mm. me. So we are all very aware of what we're facing and whether it's mentally or physically out there. So you, now we're looking at both staying fit physically, but also mentally, and having those healthy avenues to basically fight the negative uh, encounters that we have every day. Whether, whether it's the public that is disagreeing with something that happened, 
or if it's the actual incident that we're dealing with. Yeah, Lieutenant Courtney Gale, we want to talk about that, that public component aspect of this. It, it's become almost weaponized in a sense that, that, that there is, I would think, at least a perception in some places that a segment of the poli- uh, public anyway is almost at war with you folks in law enforcement, that there is this default position that whenever there's some encounter, then the cops must have done something wrong. And Lord help us if we add race to that that already volatile mix. I mean, what's that mindset like? And you're going to address, I'm sure, that in this conference. Well, it, we do. And we have a very diverse group that is presenting and also in our audience. So hopefully that creates a safe environment for dialogue. But we've got to remember that the naysayers are usually the loudest ones. Mm. I know we get thank yous all the time from the citizens that actually appreciate and care about us. Um, it is very meaningful when they reach out and say thank you. We, you know, a lot of times we can't talk when we're in the middle of an intersection directing traffic, <laughs> and sometimes it's aggravating for you. We know right. uh, we don't want to be there as much as you don't want to be sitting in traffic. Sure. But nonetheless, we have to. It, part of our mission and understanding is we do this for the citizens. You know, that is where we get our satisfi- satisfaction. If we are able to save somebody's life or something much less than that, just helping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, however you want to define that for that moment of that person. Um, so there, we have to be able to remember and be reminded of all the good and the people that want to help us or help, you know, listen to us and thank us. So that is what our focus is on. You know, I'm looking across at you right now. There's the the body cam. I guess that's what that is, mm-hmm. sitting on top of your, your glasses there. Uh, that didn't exist when you were becoming a cop 20-plus years ago. The dash cams, were, if they existed, very, very low-scale and low-key and not many of them. Uh, those technological changes and many more that we can't even imagine sitting here this morning, It, it, it the, the learning curve for you folks, uh, the technology and other things, uh, you never stop learning in this job. No, not at all, and me included. I might be a lieutenant, but there are some days where I'm learning something from a new officer that's just completed training, and I am not ashamed to say that. Mm. Um, It's a part of continued growth and learning throughout your career. I think it's important to, going back to what we were just talking about, there were some wrongs in our past. There is no doubt. There's no denying that. We can only commit personally moving forward what I can commit to, and that is an unbiased interaction with every single person I come across, whether it's race, uh, disability, it doesn't matter. I, you know, it's fair and impartial policing. 